0: And it back the other way. Here's Hinch, two seconds.
1: We shall see Just short. Yeah, that's the way I see Just short.:
0: The Dallas Stars suffered their most embarrassing and quite possibly their worst loss of this season on Wednesday night blowing a 3-0 lead to the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll talk about this loss and hear from a few Stars players, and also talk about why the Stars need to make a trade with the Chicago Blackhawks after this game and what we saw. All of this and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, February 23rd. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by. Making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We're free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Free and available can be described as how you can get our podcast and also uh, how the Chicago Blackhawks can get goals in the second period of last night's game. what else is there to say about the Stars at this point in the season? They've now suffered back-to-back losses against the two worst teams in the National Hockey League, the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Chicago Blackhawks. And both games, painful in their own right. The the black the Blue Jackets game uh, never really felt that much in reach unless it, we were watching goals get reviewed that were eventually overturned. The the Blue Jackets just kind of had their foot on the pedal that whole game. And then this game on Wednesday night, just again, a whole new level uh, of disappointment and anger and frustration because it was a very different game from the start. The Stars were in control. They were scoring goals. They finally ended their scoreless streak on the power play. They finally get their first power play goal. Post-All-Star break, Jason Robertson gets his 35th of the season. Tyler Sagan scores a vintage Tyler Sagan goal. Uh, And, of course, Jamie Benn and Wyatt Johnston, I I guess, team up on on an odd man rush. Uh, A little bit of foreshadowing for what was to come. That would eventually be the death of the stars in this game. But there was a ton to like from this team in the first 20 minutes. But, unfortunately, the uh, hockey games in the NHL last for 60 minutes. And the Stars did not play a full 60-minute game. They allowed the Chicago Blackhawks to generate some momentum with an onslaught of odd-man rushes from Patrick Kane and Max Domi, who we'll talk about both those guys a little bit later. And the Stars just never were able to recover. Too many turnovers, too many mistakes, being too lackadaisical with the puck in their own zone, in the neutral zone. And it was too little too late in the third period. Quite literally, Uh, Tyler Sagan shooting at the very last second, but too late Uh, would have been great to at least get get a point out of this one, but not meant to be. And the stars continue to have a bitter taste in their mouth. And at this point, that bitter taste is blood because they've just been hit in the mouth time and time again for the past two weeks, kind of starting back with that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they just have not been able to get back up on their feet. And they need to find a way to do it soon. And really, I mean, you talk to the players, you talk to the coaches after these games, and you just kind of run out of things to ask them about. Because it feels like if we're not talking about overtime, we're talking about wasted opportunities. We're talking about blowing a lead. We're talking about not doing enough when it matters most or making too many mistakes. I mean, it just feels like a broken record at this point of the mistakes that this team is making. And we spoke to Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan after the game. Guys who played well early on, but the, them and the rest of the team just could not get anything going really past the, the halfway point of the second period. So let's hear now from Stars captain Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan.
2: I mean, they're, they're a good rush team. They can um, score goals off the rush. And um, we turned a couple pucks over in the second. Um, They took advantage and and put it in the back of the net. We had a good start. Um, And then we, I guess, sat back uh, a little too much. Um, They got nothing to lose over there. Uh, They're playing uh, freewheeling hockey, and um, had a good second period there. And um, I don't really think it was anything they did special. I think just mistakes by our group uh, cost us. You're just back to square one. Uh, we, we came in here, um, you know, had a chat about it. We had 20 minutes to win a game and, um, you know, came up short.
3: Just every mistake we made uh, ended up in the back of our net. And um, a few plays we'd like to have back, a few plays I'd like to have back and uh, have control of the game. And, you know, they're still a dangerous team. They got that top line that, I don't know how many odd rushes they had tonight, but, uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's been a weird, uh, weird rhythm right now of not playing hockey games. No excuses, but um, it's definitely a bit odd. You know, usually your schedule's been so uh, playing every other night and traveling, and this month's been pretty light. So um, I we'd like to get back in the rhythm of things starting this weekend, and um, we know how good we are in here. And tonight was one of those nights that, again, like I said, every single play that we messed up on, it was in the back of our net. And you get that from good teams, but top players that they have, um make it come
2: and then the last goal there did you think it was in time hard to say
3: hard to say um you know my gut said that it was just uh, you know half a second off but uh couldn't tell till i saw it and like i talked earlier about that getting more games, getting more rhythm but we've uh, done a great job against some top teams and we let some teams out more on the bottom of the standings the teams that are playing loose uh just take advantage of points from us that uh we don't want to give away right now we're in a tough very tight race with a couple of teams for first in the west and you know that's their expectation so
0: you know some things are working you can hear it in the guys voices just disappointment around that star's locker room and I, I can't say i blame them and i i think that they've at least early on in this game did everything they could to finally get out of this rut but once they got that power play goal i think they just kind of stopped and let, let the mistakes snowball, and of course, you know, both Sagan and Ben mentioned it, that the Blackhawks in this game, and really since November, they, they've been playing with really nothing to lose. They go out uh, and they play loose and free, and of course you have a few guys probably trying to make a case to some other teams around the league that they would be a good acquisition at the trade deadline, and I think those players were on full display on Wednesday night. And, and I I mean, if you're the stars, you just have to let this one sit and fester because you don't play again until Saturday night against the Vegas golden Knights, which that's going to end up being a huge game would have been a big game anyway, but now, you know, the stars had a chance to have maybe a little bit of breathing room going into that matchup and the division and the conference. But now here in the next few days, they could find themselves sliding farther and farther down the standings, both in the division and the conference as a whole. And at this point in the season, I mean, it just feels hard to truly consider this team a a cup contender. And I feel like that case could even just be made across the Western Conference. I feel like every Western Conference team kind of has a a gaping hole or flaw right now, whether it be injuries or in the Stars case with with what we saw Wednesday, too many mistakes and not playing true to themselves. But the Stars, I think, are a team that have some of the least amount of injuries. Of course, we have a few guys out at the moment, but Guys that I think you can survive without and that you can get by without. And this would be a prime opportunity for the team to take over and full-on establish themselves as the leader of the West. But the West is kind of without a true leader at the moment. And it's a shame because it really could be the stars. And I mean, if you're coming from the Eastern Conference, you are licking your chops at the idea of making it to the Stanley Cup Finals, knowing that whoever you play, as good as they might be in the West. I mean, they really just might not stand a chance in that final round in the championship. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll continue to talk about this loss and we'll get some perspective from stars forward Jason Robertson and head coach Pete DeBoer. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So, don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 and bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA and the Locked On Stars podcast. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day through the thick and thin, the wins and the losses. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, whether it's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform, continuing on soaking over last night's heartbreaking, embarrassing, infuriating loss at the hands of the Chicago Blackhawks, a a game that really early on felt like the Stars had in control, and it finally seemed like they they were going to stop the bleeding, as has been the theme of the, the season in situations like this. The Stars have been really good at that up to this point in the year. And they had started to slide a little bit, and there were a few games against Tampa and Boston. You say, okay, these are good teams. You're going to lose games like that to teams like this. But then you start to see them lose to a a struggling Minnesota Wild team. You see them lose by three goals to the Blue Jackets on home ice. and Now you see them blow a 3-0 lead against the Chicago Blackhawks, who, again, one of the worst teams in the league. Sure, they're going to have guys that go out there and play hard. Teams, And front offices may tank, but players never truly do tank. And those guys really nothing to lose, and they're going to go out and play hard. And they generated that momentum, and they ran with it. And the stars just did nothing to stop it; could not get out of their own way. And that's kind of what we talked about after the game with Jason Robertson and Coach Pete DeBoer. So let's go ahead and tune into those conversations right now.
4: Uh, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, Previous turnovers. Um, turning a puck over in the neutral zone Um, bad line changes and they capitalized I mean we can learn from it because uh, recently we have been doing the same thing it just hasn't really you know Jakey's bailed us out guys have bailed us out Um, and teams like that you know you give elite teams elite players those opportunities eventually it's gonna catch up to you and tonight it did so definitely it's something we gotta uh, we gotta eliminate well it's I don't know sloppiness I mean you're in the neutral zone Um, the whole week Pete's uh, preached uh, north-south hockey and then what we do is kind of go east west in neutral zone especially in the second period and um, when you don't manage the puck you create odd man rushes and we uh, let uh, Jakey out to dry
2: is this more than just a loss I mean you guys had a three nothing lead you're looking like you're recovering is this like just a punch in the gut or is it just we move on we play again
4: well I think it's definitely a punch in the gut I mean uh, you know, every team is, is good in this league, so not taking any credit from Chicago, but um, it's one of those games where you made those little mistakes going east-west. And, um, we gave up three 2-on-1 goals today, and, um, yeah, that, that, that can happen, especially uh, when we're, we're in this little rut to begin with. So, I mean, it's just unacceptable, and uh, I'm sure everyone in here is going to regroup and uh, get back to what people uh, want us to do
1: where do you start you know you build a three nothing lead just got to be a smarter team i think we are a smarter team than that but uh, obviously weren't tonight um you know their power play goal gives them a little bit of momentum and then uh you've got to be smart enough to kind of stop the bleeding there and instead we compound it with some turnovers and um you know give them life that you don't need to give them so just got to be better in in all those situations well, they scored on the, you know, they blocked, you know, I think he tried to get out of the way actually on the shot and it ended up hitting him and he went in. So they, they got a bounce and, and stuck it in the net. And, you know, we got, we ended up with like 14 shots, just didn't put one in. So I thought they were opportunistic, you know, but they have enough skill. If you give them two on ones and, and odd man attacks, they, they can convert. And that's what they did. They converted on every one they got just about, you know, momentum. They they scored on the power play, make it three one, and we're still good. And then we go and we we turn a puck over in the neutral zone and ends up in the back of our net. Now it's three two. Now they're they've got life. They're rolling and you know, we didn't we didn't stop the bleeding.
0: And there's the magic phrase, they could not stop the bleeding, and that's been the case for the past two weeks, and that was the case on Wednesday night, leaving Jake Ottinger out to dry. A pretty good performance from him early on. The Blackhawks generated some good looks early in that first period, but he's able to slow things down. And then the Stars were eventually able to give him that goal support. And as good as Jake Ottinger is, you just can't expect him to make plays time and time again when there's odd man rushes and he's being left out to dry, especially if the guys he's having to defend are Max Domi and Patrick Kane. Well, Speaking of Max Domi and Patrick Kane, they both have made their case of, yes, they should be traded to a contender, and they certainly can help a contender or a playoff contending hopeful team, a Stanley Cup aspiring team, they can help that team get to that goal. We'll talk about why the Dallas Stars should make a move with the Blackhawks right after this. All right, everybody, we're closing out this Thursday episode of Locked on Stars talking about one of the biggest takeaways from Wednesday night's game outside of it being embarrassing and knowing that the stars need some, something still to, to shake them up. And hopefully a loss like this shakes them a little bit harder, maybe than some of the previous losses have. But if there's one thing we learned and I guess you can try to spin it as a positive is we know who, who the stars really should be pursuing at this point, we talked about it all day yesterday uh, or pretty much for the majority yesterday talking about, you know, this player from the Blackhawks might be a good fit for the stars. And I know I've been saying I personally think that, you know, the stars are out of the Kane sweepstakes. Uh, guys like Elliot Friedman have been retweeting articles saying that the Rangers are kind of back in the Patrick Kane hunt. And if that's the case, I think Patrick Kane's going to go play for the Rangers, being that he is a New York State native. Uh, he has, of course, a, a few connections with guys like Artemi Panarin on that team. And if he joins that Rangers team, uh, that's undoubtedly the best top six in the NHL. And, and that team is probably winning the East and very well could win the Stanley Cup if they get another excellent playoff performance from Igor Shesterkin. You have guys like Adam Fox on the D-Core. And, and then, of course, you have that, that just army of forwards, even beyond the top six. Different topic for a different day. Patrick Kane, though, after seeing his performance, if somehow Jim Neal and the Stars can get him, I I know I've been a little skeptical on adding him before, and really my skepticism lies with the price tag and what it might cost the Stars to get him. But now in in terms of talent and what he has to offer, I'm I'm sold. And not just from the Stars game, Patrick Kane has been on a tear uh, really over the past week or so. Uh, scoring a hat trick against the Maple Leafs. He had a really good game uh, on Tuesday night against the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I think I've seen what I need to see in terms of confirming or denying Patrick Kane still has a little bit left in the tank. He certainly does. I think he's putting any injury rumors to rest as well. I still don't think it's super likely, especially if the New York Rangers are back in the race. If the Rangers are willing to make a move for Kane, and Kane is willing to, you know, he still, again, has to give permission for a trade with his no-move clause. He gets to pick where he goes. There's no doubt in my mind uh, that he is going to go play for the Rangers if that is an option, as enticing as playing alongside a Dallas Stars roster out there best might be. However, it was not just Patrick Kane who was lighting up the Stars on Wednesday night. He had a partner in crime in Max Domi who has been a hot topic of discussion here on this podcast, and I'm sure in other Dallas Stars communities and circles as well. And his talents were on full display, and maybe even to a greater extent than Patrick Kane's were uh, on, on Wednesday night. He had two goals uh, and, of course, um, chipped in uh, on Patrick Kane's first goal and, and his second goal coming unassisted, but I guess a little bit of help from Patrick Kane, drawing the eye of Jake Cottinger, similar to what we saw with Jamie Benn's goal, with kind of Wyatt Johnson lingering around. Max Domi now has 17 goals on the season. Uh, we also saw him in the face-off dot, uh, winning 50% of his face-offs. I don't have the exact number uh, of the ones he took, but again, we know that he can win in the face-off dot. He can play on offense. He can play on the on special teams, on the power play, and you can get him at a good price. If, if, I, <laughs> I mean, if I'm Jim Nil. I'm making calls to the Chicago Blackhawks front office during the game. I'm doing everything in my power to make sure Domi doesn't even leave Dallas. Just make sure he stays there. I feel like this is the guy that you can get at a reasonable price. Of course, you would love to add a guy as talented as Kane or a guy as talented as Timo Meyer, but with the price tag and the logistics that go into it, I just don't know how possible those are. And there's an argument to be made of adding a defenseman as well. I'll probably talk about that a little bit on tomorrow's episode. But if you're looking for a depth forward, a guy who you can slot in on the top six, who can score goals, win faceoffs, and play with a little bit of an edge, you saw him in last night's game. He wears number 13 for the Chicago Blackhawks, and he could be wearing number 13 for you. I, I think the Stars have now seen and witnessed the guy that they need to go after. $3 million cap hit. I know the Stars don't necessarily have that much in-cap space, but that is a workable amount of money that, that you can look into. You can make that work. You, you can move the pieces that you need to move, and I think after Max Domi's game against the Stars, if they were to make a move with them and make some sort of trade with them, the Blackhawks might have a little bit more leverage of, yeah, we know he's good too. We've, we've been watching the same thing. They might asked for a little bit more, but you're not going to have to give up as much for Max Domi as you would for Patrick Kane, and I still think that you get some pretty good output from him. And again, this is a way to shake up the roster and, and you know maybe that, that lights some sort of a spark. Again, you talk about the added competition, you add someone else into the mix, that means more guys are fighting for their long-term jobs, whether that's with the Stars organization or whether that's with another organization in the NHL. That's really my biggest takeaway from the night as it If you're not talking about just the embarrassing loss and the mistakes, the turnovers, uh, the the bad line changes like Jason Robertson talked about, I think we know who, who the stars need to go after. And it's Max Domi. He and Patrick Kane lit the stars up last night. and His talents were on full display. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. As I said, tomorrow we'll probably talk a little bit more trade talks and maybe speculate on some defensemen. Really thought that Jacob Chikrin would be traded by now, and with my luck, uh, he'll be traded overnight after I'm saying all this after recording at 1.15 a.m. on Thursday morning. So with my luck, that's going to happen. But if it, even if it's not Jacob Chikrin, there's a few other guys out there as well that play defense that the Stars maybe could look into adding to their roster at this year's trade deadline we'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode be sure to subscribe on youtube follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and you can keep up with us on social media as well at locked on stars on both instagram and twitter as well as my personal twitter account at dane double underscore lewis but thank you guys so much again for tuning in enjoy your thursday and we'll see you back here tomorrow